listeners, and welcome back to Fandible's brand new show, Tell Me About Your Character. This is Dan, your host, and this is the show where we bring in the luminaries of the RPG <laughs> podcasting community, tabletop community, uh, cons, basically people who play all these silly games that we all so love, and ask them the important question, hey, how's your character going? So today, our guest is the inimitable Megan Tolentino. Am I, am I pronouncing that right? Yes. Perfect. So Megan, go ahead. Say hi to our listeners. Introduce yourself. Uh, hey, everyone. My name is Megan. I uh, do a lot of things RPG-related. Um, my husband and I run the Redacted Files podcast, mm -hmm. where we play a lot of different RPGs. And then, uh, I guess, maybe sort of stealing from Fandible, we started a branch off uh, of a Numenera podcast that yes. I run um, called The Amber Clave. And we started sort of streaming a new show called Goldwing's Black Skies, um, which is Tachyon Squadron. Ooh. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen to that one, but it's on my list. There's so many. So many <laughs> There's so listen. many things out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a nice problem to have, but... Uh, but great, it's awesome to have you here. We, we are Fandible, our, our big fancy, you guys. So uh, the, uh, please, steal away. Any, <laughs> <laughs> All our ideas are out there. Uh, all, all three of them. Uh, so Now you're at four now. Right, right yeah, that's four in, in about eight years, a little over eight years. That's, uh, <laughs> I guess that's okay. <laughs> I mean, all, all three of our listeners appreciate it. <laughs> so, Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. And who are you bringing to the table today? Which character did you decide you wanna you wanna gush on for the world to hear? <laughs> uh, so I don't get to play a lot of long running characters because we mostly do shorter stuff. So mm -hmm. I decided to go with my character from Tachyon Squadron because that's going to be longer running. Yeah. Uh, we played about eight sessions so far, and her name is uh, Commander Micah Drexler. And what's uh, so? Tell us a little bit about her. What's what's? Who is she? Is she is she human alien? Uh, what's what's going on with her? The idea in Tachyon Squadron is there's like the Dominion and there's the Republic, and I'm pretty sure you can guess which one's the good guys and which one's the bad guys. Mm -hmm. um, and they've been at war for a long time, but the war is finally over. There's like a ceasefire, but there's this station called Draconis. It's a little area of space that is sort of on the border between two, the two of them. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the Republic doesn't want that to go back into Dominion hands. So they sort of are like, hey, guys, if you want to take a you know, leave of absence and just show up over there and help them out, that'd be fine. Because they can't mm -hmm. send people directly. Of course. So, uh, Micah Drexler was a fighter pilot in the war. Um, she had a small accident where she ejected and her visor didn't close correctly, so she lost her eyes. Mm -hmm. um, and so now she uses, uh, she has like metal eyes. Um, the, uh, that's what she looks like, at least. But they sort of work as a radar, sonar sort of thing to tell her what's around her. And she uses more specialized um, mm -hmm. equipment to fly. But uh, she sort of got, you know, uh, she stopped being able to fly as much um, with the Republic. So she thought the DVG or, uh, shoot, Draconis Defense, I don't remember what it stands for, Draconis something group uh, would be the best place for her to go because they're going to let her fly. So that's where she's at. Um, it's my first time sort of trying to play a character with a disability, um, and I'm relying heavily on Acer to tell me when I'm messing up, because he is also blind. Um, Fate, or Evil Hat was going to re release a accessibility toolkit, but I think that got put on hold with, um, their sort of money problems right now. So Acer is my, my guiding light right now. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. So she's... Uh, you know, again, that's, that's that's a bit of a challenge always playing a, a disabled character, uh, um, especially if you're not disabled yourself. So it's great that you've got Acer there, mm -hmm. uh, so you can actually do it uh, a properly and b, of course, respectfully. Uh, but yeah. um, so you said, you know, she wasn't basically able allowed to fly anymore. So so her her main motivation for for doing this is just like, no, I, I belong in the skies. Yeah, she loves flying. She's sort of an adrenaline junkie. So one of the things. I really like about Tachyon Squadron is you have these um, uh, decompression 
they're not they're sort of like aspects but they're not really aspects because it's a fate game um and one of them's a positive thing so her positive decompression or when she's trying to blow off steam um is to spend time with her wife and but when she when she, if i'm not willing to spend a fate point to do that and have a positive decompression instead i do a negative decompression which is an adrenaline junkie so she likes doing things like risky spacewalks and driving really fast um so just like really risky things. Um, and so she loves being in the sky and flying and she's put a lot of her life into that. And it really was rough for her when she thought she wouldn't be able to do it anymore. Uh, so yeah, you all come in and you get put in your, your flight and uh, get trained together and work together. So she's part of Tiki Flight because we have a character named Mai Tai and one named Zombie. So we thought we should just uh, lean into that. Her call sign is Hydra. And then we also have catfish. So we get to uh, decide another member of the squad's um, call sign during character creation because in real life you don't get to pick your own call sign. And then someone else got to decide sort of how you got that call sign. Um, so I, oh shoot, I don't remember what we decided hers was. Um, I think it was she was really overly concerned with how hydrated everyone was. Um, the night that they all got really smashed um, after their first first mission together. I love that because it sounds badass, like Hydra. <laughs> like, oh yeah, badass. Like, no, she she just <laughs> likes to make sure everybody. Have, have you drunk enough water? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that. So, so tell me a little bit about you know what she does day to day over there. Like, what what are what does she what does she do? Uh, so it's a lot of training. Um, the, they've gone on several missions so far, so we just um, had a major like attack from the Dominion um, into the Dracona space, so that we did a lot of uh, the space battles with that. Um, but she's she is technically the team leader, so there is another member of the squadron who thought he should be the team leader because he um, has a little bit more experience than her, but... Uh, she won out because she actually has, you know, rank from when she was in the the Republic mm-hmm. um, Navy. And so there, there's a little bit of, like, um, friction between them. Um, but she mostly pretends like she doesn't notice it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, day to day, it's uh, training. Um, her wife has moved out to the station. And I sort of went with a Deep Space Nine thing where her um, wife doesn't have anything to do out there. Uh, so there's a lot of jokes about her uh, going to practice botany somewhere else, but um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so she she worries about her wife. She spends time with the squadron. Uh, mm. Things are a little rough in her personal life because of that, but um, she she's working her way through it. Working her way through it. That's, a, yeah. that's one. That's one that I, that I keep bringing up with uh, with some of the previous uh, interviews that we've had because uh, uh, it's. It's rare to find a, a lot of good romance plots uh, or sort of relationships in in a lot of these characters. Uh, sometimes because it's just awkward with the, the people you're ta- around the yeah. table with, uh, or sometimes just because people don't want to deal with the storylines. But in, in her case, you, you kind of you built in that she's got this wife and she's got these. Uh, it's not just a, a wife that got left behind several light years away, mm-hmm. but she's she's right there. She's like an active part of her life. Yeah, and it makes it a little easier since Acer's playing Callie, um, mm-hmm. since we already have a romantic relationship. It's yeah, not yeah. as awkward. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to to bring that to the forefront because it's not something I focus a lot in my characters. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of times when I play, I like to play really, like, smashy um, people that don't think that much. Right, right. Um, but I really like her relationship with Callie and sort of trying to work things out and, like, panicking when when Callie might be in danger because Mike is used to putting herself in danger, but now, now there's someone else that it's not her that's at risk and it, it feels very different. No, I like that. I like that. And it, it's, it's an approach that, uh, un- unless it's with another PC at the table, uh, it's, it's rare to see that, you know, that, that kind of an actual active you know relationship that actually impacts the story yeah. <laughs> uh, in any way other than just like, yeah, there's a line in my background that I've got a long lost wife and children <laughs> that I will someday return to or uh, anything like that. Uh, 
so when for, you know for her you know we, we know her day to day we know we know a little bit about her relationships uh but of course you know rpgs are about the the extraordinary moments in our characters lives you know the, the moments when they uh get into the big fight or or, or go find uh you know the mysterious treasure or, or anything like that so when you think of her what's the the kind of like her defining moment the one you're like yeah this this character's cool to play uh I think a lot of it is in the space combat, which usually I don't like in RPG systems because space combat usually, like vehicular combat, isn't as fun. But I really like the the moves and everything and the way they set it up in Tachyon Squadron. So it, uh, you sort of have a, a table and you move up and down the table for initiative. And so if you're getting on someone's tail to blow them up, you sort of move down in the initiative chart right above them so that you can attack them and then... If they maneuver, you move up and down with them, and it's it's really interesting and different. Um, but so I really like I really like her in combat um, more than I thought I would because it's really exciting to be able to be the leader who's trying to inspire everyone else while like being being like I want to be the first one to be ace and take down five enemies. Um, uh, so I think space combat is one of the shining moments. I, I think the first time she she took someone out and, you know, those really good roles is always really um, exciting, especially in Fate, where that also contributes to your damage. Exactly, exactly. No, and it's it's great. Uh, I'm also kind of there with you that I I don't usually... or rather, you know, I, I, I tend to play characters that don't usually go into uh, the frontline combat. I like mm-hmm. to play the the trickster character or the you know the in the back uh, lobbing fireballs kind of character. But there is a certain just joy to to be like <laughs> just wading into combat, whether it be sword or blaster, or in your case, uh, ship lasers or or whatever yeah. weapons <laughs> the ships have over there, and just just being a badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's, there, there's definitely. I, I will give that to to the you know all you guys uh, that I used to make fun of uh, for for playing fighters all the time. You know what? I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so so what what made you kind of like go with this character? Did you have like something in mind? Was it was it simply sort of like a game thing? It's like oh, I guess we need a pilot, or was it more of a no? I want to kind of reach out and, and 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 take this role for for some other reason. So I don't usually put a ton of like thought into backstory when I build characters because like I said I usually like one shots or short campaigns Mm -hmm. so it's not as important so she was really different for me where I put a lot of thought into her backstory and uh built it out um Acer I think was the first person who suggested I try playing a blind character because he'd seen about the accessibility toolkit and I was really interested in trying that um and I one of the things I didn't want to do is be like um, Daredevil or Jordy, where they're blind, but they're not really blind. They can right. still mostly see. Um, so she has some limitations. Like she usually gets around still with a cane when she's moving about, especially somewhere new. Mm-hmm. And um, stuff like that I tried to take into consideration. Um, I don't really know. It's been a while, so I don't remember what inspired a lot of the rest of her. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I sort of build it out around the idea of her losing her sight and then still wanting to to get that same rush of adrenaline she'd gotten before, even though a lot of people didn't think it would be possible for her. So it's a it's a kind of a story of of uh, living up to her potential, uh, no matter what the the circumstances around her are. Yeah, uh, kind of sounds like yeah, and I, and I love that you guys are taking that that approach where. You know, her disability is a disability. It affects her life in the day to day, but she makes this effort and uses the, you know, the tools at her disposal to that she can still, just because she is disabled, uh, doesn't mean she can't do the things she sets out to do. And, and yeah. you know, her approach may be different or, or maybe more difficult in some areas, but, but she gets there. And, uh, I, I really like that approach. And it's sort of a hard line to walk because I don't want to be like inspiration porn. Right, right. Um, but I do want, I do want to show her, you know, doing everything everyone else can do. Just it takes a little bit of different tools to do it, and uh, people should be focused on like the things she's accomplishing and not like it's amazing that she's accomplishing them. Right, right. Yeah, just showing her as 
kind of like a real character in that sense. Yeah. You know, like, I said, like you said, not Daredevil. It's like, you know, <laughs> like she, she's blind and that's her superpower. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> no, it's, it's who she is and she, she works with it. Uh, so that's uh, honestly again that's that's a really and honestly we don't we an approach we rarely see in in, in games so uh, kudos to you guys for for going with it and all the more uh, all the more incentive for me to actually catch up with that show now. <laughs> and uh, I really hope that Fate gets that or Evil Hat gets that accessibility toolkit yeah. out because they have a lot of really great people working on like um, Elsa Henry who's uh, deaf blind. Yeah, yeah. I've actually, um, I've, I think I've met her at a, at a con or two in the past. Oh, she's, she's I'm jealous. Great. I want to meet her. <laughs> oh, she, she's great people. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, yeah, I'm crossing fingers for that to come out actually soon. I, I, I remember, I think I remember seeing the uh, sort of announcement or mention of it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was weird that I never heard about it again. So fingers crossed for them to, to get that out. And just because we like Evil Hat, I, I hope yeah. things work out for them. Yeah, me too. Yeah, everything they put out is so good. And I really love tacking on Squadron more than any other uh, fate game I've tried so far. So yeah, definitely. It's a huge recommendation for me. (laughs) There we go. You guys heard it here first. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So so thinking about, you know, the character going forward. So this is an ongoing campaign, right? Mm hmm. Um, so where, where kind of do you want to uh, see her? Like, I, I'm not sure. And again, I don't want to spoil too much for, for listeners who may not have heard the show yet. Uh, but can you give us kind of in, in broad terms where she's at now and, and where maybe you would like to see her going forward? Um, so I think right now she's sort of trying to figure out the responsibilities of leadership and how to guide and build her team and sort of get them in line maybe make sure mm-hmm. they they stop being um screw ups uh <laughs> and uh she she's not always like great at that herself she makes a lot of some social faux pas and stuff like that so sort of uh maturing as a leader i think is what i hope to see her do and uh get the get the team functioning as as best they can while still being entertaining, I suppose, for the listeners. We can't get rid of all the goofiness. Of course. No, never. But, um, like, maybe maybe not um, making some very suspicious choices anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just feeling confident in, in being in charge of the team. So you want to see her grow uh, as a leader, mm-hmm. both, both in skill and in, uh, uh, I guess personality motivation yeah yeah no that's that that sounds like a good you know a good solid arc coming in coming in through there seeing you know is is there is this kind of like something where where you, she would be eventually potentially leading more than just a squad yeah so um there there is definitely potential to move up i don't know i think if that started happening where she wasn't um just in charge of the tiki flight, then maybe she'd get retired and I'd try someone else because mm-hmm. um, a big part of it is still like the, the space combat. And if she's not doing that, it's not as fun for me or <laughs> right. The day she gets a desk else. job. Yeah. The day she gets a, a desk job is the day you're out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think I uh, will see her sort of mature and then, um, once uh once we've done what's interesting with her then maybe i'll try someone new but right now i'm just really enjoying playing someone for more than a handful of sessions <laughs> <laughs> no that's great uh and then i'm looking forward to seeing where where her story goes uh so thinking thinking a little bit about the future kind of going going keeping in that direction uh so you've got her she's kind of like your 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 main character in an ongoing story right now um uh, mm-hmm. but thinking forward are there is there anything that you are particularly looking forward to playing not necessarily with her but maybe with a, with a future character uh whether it's in this game or another something that, that you go now that you've had a little bit of a chance to to play a more long-running character uh like do you have any hopes or or or, or plans for for maybe another future long-running character um i tend to really like playing bitchy characters but i'm not sure they're as much fun for everyone else as they are for me <laughs> right um, so I tried, I try to ease off on doing that as often, but I think maybe, uh, a bitchy person with a heart of gold, maybe something like that in the future. <laughs> a, a little bit like, uh, like gold shot over on, uh, Rotted Capes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. No, yeah, that 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 should be fun. Like, well, we'll, we'll look out for uh, for that one. Uh, but yeah, I think it's honestly kind of. Uh, I just like I, I love the character, the the, the basic concept of uh, this, you know, sort of badass, you know, kind of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, ambitious. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. Like she's like this character with like straight up uh, ambition and yet dedication to to her group and her uh, you know her her wife, her family, her her, her duty as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a nice, interesting uh, contrast there. Then uh, it's. Uh, what was the name of the uh, the show again? It's uh, Gold Wings Black Skies, and you can find it on uh, Twitch at twitch.com slash the redacted files. And we've also been uploading episodes on YouTube. I can give you a link for that because yeah. we don't have enough uh, subscribers to give ourselves a custom URL yet. <laughs> no worries. We'll have links to all of it in the in the show notes as well, as always. Uh, but yeah, Megan, it was absolutely great having you on and uh before before we kind of call it a wrap is there anything else you wanted to kind of share with our listeners uh whether about her character a future character or just advice for 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 listeners kind of thinking about their own um i guess my advice is it's always good to try something new because uh role playing is something that you sort of step out of your skin and um uh maybe like try to walk a mile in someone else's shoes but it's really it's hard to do that without playing into a lot of stereotypes and i think if you want to do it it's something you have to put some research into and be really a lot more mindful than when you're when you're playing someone who's much more closely related to yourself um because that's something like i still i'm playing micah and everything's fine and i'm like oh yeah she should be navigating through here with a cane not just Mm -hmm. you know walking along with her team and so it just takes a little bit of an extra effort, but I think it is worth it if you're willing to put the the time and work into it. Definitely, and and especially uh, uh, if people approach it more as an opportunity to learn uh, rather than just uh, you know a, a chance to uh, sort of put on a different mask. It, it's rather like no, I want to learn uh, and see how 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 the how this person lives or how mm-hmm. how this kind of person uh, uh gets through them if you look at it that way it definitely brings a lot more enjoyment and a lot more uh potential growth to the to the character that you're playing uh so yeah no thanks so much for that and megan again you know it was a pleasure to have you here we will of course have links to to your shows uh in the show notes so everybody please check them out uh, reactive files have been a, a friend of the podcast for a while now and we absolutely <laughs> love them and we're really glad uh to be with them and in the same community with them so from all of us at fanable and especially from me behind the mic thank you all for listening so much and tune in shortly again for uh for our next show Welcome back, listeners, to Fandibles. Tell me about your character, the show where we bring in the greatest and latest names in the tabletop RPG community, actual play podcasting, and just guys that are gathered around a table rolling dice. Today, our guest is Acer. That's correct, right? Yep. All right, perfect. I always worry that I'm like, Acer, Acer. Uh, but Acer Tolentino from The Redacted Files. Go ahead and say hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. So for uh, all three of our listeners, maybe one of them hasn't heard of you yet. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to us a little bit about what you do. So I am on the Redacted Files podcast. Uh, Megan is in charge. Megan's my wife. Mm -hmm. And we have also branched out and do a Numenera actual play show uh, and stream the game Tachyon Squadron as Goldwing's Black Skies on, twi- uh, on Twitch. Excellent, excellent. And we uh, we will have links to all those shows down in the show notes, as always, so people can check you guys out. We're, we're big fans of you guys at Fandible. Uh, I, I haven't gotten a chance yet to, to catch up with Tachyon Squad, but it is on my list it's somewhere in the uh within the next 10 podcasts <laughs> to catch up on but it is there i i uh, completely feel you i mean you guys produce enough content to keep people in uh, actual plays for years and years and years that's the idea we're, we're kind of if we just flood the market just people won't be able to find anyone else that that's our general uh goal uh we're, we're doing okay with that so far <laughs> just fill up the any ballot 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, great. So again, great to have you here. And uh, so, who are you bringing? I know. Uh, do you normally do just mostly GMing, or do you normally do uh, like you know as a player? So Megan and I do the lion's share of GMing for TRF and our associated shows, mm-hmm. and uh, that means that we don't get to play long form. Uh, as much as we would like to. So our characters are sort of disposable. Uh, in fact, for some of our favorite games, we sort of have a, a machine that you crank and characters <laughs> come out. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, the life expectancy is measured in hours of uh, game time. <laughs> but we've had a, a chance to play a couple of campaigns. And the, the really good ones, the ones that I really treasure, are the ones where Megan and I actually get to play together for a change. Of course. And one time we got to do this was for a, I think, a 13-shot uh, of 7th C. Mm-hmm. And my character for that was a lieutenant, because, you know, mm-hmm. pseudo-British, uh, Ethan Hartwell of the Avalonian Navy. And uh, he is what I like to call a plot hook generator. Ooh. Uh, in that you will make several bad decisions each session, each of which <laughs> can be the source of a new antagonist or another problem or another jurisdiction the characters can never visit again. Oh, that's lovely. I absolutely love characters like that. Just because it gives everybody else so much to do, sometimes whether they want to or not. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's my job. As someone who spends a lot of time running games, I have to get in like as much of that sort of mayhem as I pros- possibly can when I can do it. <laughs> Uh, that's lovely. So, uh, you know, besides uh, just generally causing trouble for everyone else, uh, so so what does what exactly does he do? So, what's what's his role? Uh, who is he as a character? So, Hartwell is a Royal Navy officer. So, Avalon is sort of the Seventh uh, Sea uh, Thea's equivalent to the uh, uh, to Britain and the the British Isles, mm-hmm. and they have a strong uh, connection to the Fae, but they're also a very nautical power, and mm-hmm. he is a nominally noble uh, <laughs> person who uh, has uh, elected to serve in the Royal Navy and apparently uh, made a lot of enemies along the way uh, in, in the within the Navy establishment. He's been fairly successful, uh, and he, on the team, is in charge of shooting things. That's that's a solid job and an important one, honestly. <laughs> there's a lot of job security in it. Uh, yeah, there's always somebody who needs to get shot. Yeah, the retirement plan isn't great, though. <laughs> but he uh, has uh, benefited from our GM's uh, general ambivalence toward encumbrance. Ah. So this is a this is a game where you have to deal with the fact that it takes like. 20 actions to reload a musket. <laughs> but you can carry a whole lot of pistols. There you go. So so the word uh, bristling uh, applies here. Really. Yes. Uh, I, 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 he, uh, you know, I, I, I turned to the example of, you know, like uh, Blackbeard carried like several braces of pistols. So that, that's what I do. And eventually, because I, I am rich, I can just have ah. someone follow me around with more <laughs> pistols. You got like a golf caddy going going around. Yes, we have a musket caddy. Uh, musket caddy. <laughs> uh, you know, I can just reach out a hand and they'll hand me a musket uh, and uh, or a uh, or or a blunderbuss or whatever the occasion calls for, <laughs> and uh, just uh, let fly and then uh, put it down and have someone else reload it for me. Uh, and and that that's how, that's how I I fight uh, my uh, my ranged actions. <laughs> I love the the mental image of just strolling through the battlefield, just going out, musket, pass, boom, pass it back. All right, blunderbuss, pass. Just casually, just strolling through the battlefield, raining death. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately for for many an NPC, that is how I that is uh, it has happened before. Uh, <laughs> so you know when when like 
when we uh, we enter combat sometimes, you know, there are a couple of NPCs around, and it's like, the most useful thing you can do is reload these and hand me more. <laughs> So, uh, so knowing that he is, uh, uh, you know, both uh, ready, willing, and, and more than well equipped to uh, to to bring uh, this leaded death to uh, to everything around him. Uh, so, other than that, like, what what does he do within the group? Like, what's what's his? Uh, if you'll uh, pardon me, going into sort of Hollywood parlance, what's his motivation? Uh, his motivation is to be a sailor. He wants to serve uh, as a an officer in and uh, further his reputation doing honorable things or at least you know things that can be spun in an honorable light and uh, defend uh, Avalon and its and yeah and, and its allies against uh, anything that would would come against it and uh, honestly that's a lot of things right so over the course of uh, our adventures, uh, we've uh, encountered some really eccentric people, mm-hmm. some of whom are part of the party, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the fighting alongside protecting our, our friends and each other is, is sort of the, the goal of the group. And, you know, there's this, there are these nefarious forces that apparently have been uh, manipulating things in, in the shadows that, that we should really get to the bottom of and, and figure out before th- they end us. Because, you know, we're, we're kind of against that. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Generally just, uh, you know, ev- down with evil. I think we can all agree with just doom. Yeah, da- ooh, down ooh. with evil. So in our initial adventure, I uh, 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 I was between sort of between ships. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our accomplishments got us a boon. And I, I, turned, it, I, I turned mine into a letter of mark and reprisal to ah. to uh, be able to sail the seas and you know for for uh, uh, fun and profit and, and yeah. patriotism of course <laughs> so uh, for him you know he's got he's he's seeking out adventure I guess is his his main thing yes. and, and trying to trying to be a noble be a hero uh, so wh- where for him does that really come from is this just is this what he just accepts should be his duty as a noble or does he have something going on that that just drives him towards this i think uh, it is part virtue and larger part personality flaw uh, <laughs> he, he is impulsive uh, one of the things that you do in creating character for 7c is that you know you get your good aspects and you get your bad ones or you know your interesting ones let's call them right uh, yeah. and, and so he has a, he is a, he's a bit Im- impulsive uh, and hot-headed and so, you know, that's contributed to some of the sort of opportunities our GM had to mess with us. Uh, our campaign sort of started with us being chased by one of my uh, rivals within the mm-hmm. Avalonian Navy. Uh, he had three ships and I had one. And, you know, that just wasn't fair. <laughs> but uh, we fixed that problem, believe me. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a fixable problem. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> he, you know, he, he wants to just excel. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes that means uh, doing a little bit of uh, privateering. And sometimes that means uh, fighting on land with uh, some, some allies from the continent. And sometimes it means, you know, like trying to do a little wheeling and dealing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know me, I'm, I'm partial to wheeling and dealing anytime I can get it. <laughs> so is this an ongoing campaign or is this one that already wrapped up? So we wrapped a 13-episode arc of this, and there is a plan to uh, revive it in sometime in the future when we, uh, when we, can, all, when we can get the band back together. Uh-huh. Because uh, in the course of making arrangements to try to tip the scales in in our favor, I may have made a couple of promises to the goddess of death. Ah, yes. Yeah, those, those, those never come back to bite you in the ass. Those are, it's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yes. I bought an enchanted cannon. Oh my. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one everybody should have in their collection somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it went along with our haunted ship. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, and this I need to hear about. Haunted ship. All right. So apparently, uh, as, as 
in a previous uh, expedition, one of uh, our uh, party members' forebears uh, came across or came upon a ship that has a, a spirit bound in mm-hmm. it that makes the ship uh, semi-autonomous. Mm. In the course of uh, finding out why we were the ones to uh, need to, or why I, uh, as Ethan Hartwell, had to be part of this group, it turns out the ship needs a captain, and it needs to be tied to the captain Mm -hmm. in a very uh, real sense. And so when the ship takes damage, I take damage. But the ship doesn't need a crew. So, you know, trade-offs. It works out. It works out. Yes. So uh, basically... You know, we, we we have a ship that, uh, you know, punches well above its weight class, but when it gets punched back, I get punched. Mm, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a risk you take, though. At the same time, haunted ship. I mean, come on. That's awesome. Ha- haunted ship. Yes. <laughs> That's just awesome. So so where, you know, the, the, assuming that, you know, fingers crossed, we get, the, we get that second season. Uh, if we were to peek in on him now, you know, without necessarily spoiling anything for somebody who wants to go back and, and listen uh, if they haven't yet, uh, you know, we, we, we open up a window and we take a look at him. What's he up to? He is currently back at home in Avalon trying to mend fences. There are a lot of broken ones. Mm. Uh, and, and you know, rebuild some burned bridges as as he tries to salvage what's left of his career. Oh my. Uh, Also, he needs to work on his relationship with his uh, significant other mm-hmm. Brenna, who is a uh, sort of like a, a, a Viking shield maiden, <laughs> uh, because Megan likes characters that break things. Fair. Uh, and there were several points during the last, uh, well, actually the whole length of the campaign where she said, this is a bad idea. <laughs> and she was right. And we got to deal with that. Ah, excellent. So so this next season promises to maybe have a bit of uh, character growth, I guess, for him as he uh, deals with the consequences of his actions. Uh, yes, it's something that he hasn't had to really do in, in a long, long time. Because most of the consequences of his actions could be shot. <laughs> and now we're getting to the point where it's not quite that easy, right. and that's that's something that's going to be difficult. How do you, how do you think he's going to uh, to approach it? Is it going to be a a willing like okay, I need to make amends, so I'm going to put in the effort, or is it going to be more like going to have to be dragged kicking and screaming into being a better person? Uh, it's going to be how how can I negotiate my uh-huh. way out of this? So I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so he's, he's approaching it as one more negotiation, I guess. Yes, because, you know, it's worked so well so <laughs> far, and it's going to work for him until the day he that's, dies. You know what? That's that's canon truth. <laughs> that is how it is, and it couldn't possibly be any different. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to that second season if it comes out. Not not having heard the first one yet, but as, as, as I've mentioned in the past uh, with my enormous backlog, but it's on the list. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, so for, for this character... Um, you know, where should we get that second season? Where do you really want to see him going? I mean, he's going to have to deal with with like the past and and, and his mistakes and everything else. But where where would you, in an ideal world, like to see his character arc go? So I would like to see him become a little more thoughtful in his actions. <laughs> uh, he has really been all about taking on the the problem of the day head on. And lacking in consideration for what follows. Right. And th- that's something that, you know, he's he's got these people he's looking after. And when there, there's a ship involved, you know, he's got a crew to watch out for. That's all he really thinks about. He doesn't really think about the big picture. Somewhere out there, there's the good of Avalon to mm-hmm. consider. But that's something that... You know, it's so ambiguous a a goal that you can sort of rationalize anything Mm -hmm. in pursuit of it. And I think he really has to rise to to his potential and and make uh, make an effort to be the kind of leader that he uh, 
portrays for the you know confidence of others. So you, you want to see him g- grow to actually be the image that he projects to others. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's, a, that's actually an excellent approach. All right, so so looking into the future, I, I usually like to uh, once we're kind of getting to the end of these, start uh, and, t- and take a look at at going forward. Uh, do you have? Any other characters that maybe either you just started with or, or that you're planning or even just plain old generally hoping in the future, like, you know what, I, this is the kind of character I'd like to give a shot at uh, someday. So uh, looking ahead, uh, I think uh, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is the transition from the original Numenera to the Discovery and Destiny yeah. Uh, uh, source material and and, uh, and game mechanics for the Amber Clave, uh, since we did uh, Tier One and Tier Two with the old book, and in the near future, you know, we're going to uh, start a whole new adventure, or you know, uh, a new sort of um, a new sort of. Uh, why am I blanking on words? I guess it's it's the time That's of day. Right. Uh, we're going to start a whole new opportunity, shall we say, for our characters to excel and maybe transition into new roles. Uh, I, I currently play a glint, which is something that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, I play a talky character. The problem is that, like, you know, when we're doing, like, a lot of dungeon crawls and stuff, the talky character doesn't get to do yeah, a whole bunch. Yeah, that's a shame. So... So I went looking for one of those artifacts that shoots things <laughs> uh, because that's my sort of my default a lot of the time is uh, is ranged ranged combat and uh, I, I think uh, you know uh, my char- character whose name is Corshin Lambro a uh, a sort of uh, devoted glint who works for uh, for our uh, organization the Emberclave. Uh, he will uh, maybe transition to being an Arcus or or something like that to help uh, uh, elevate a community and and create a uh, something lasting, a legacy that uh, he can be proud of, rather than just killing every slaver he runs into, which is also something to aspire to, actually. Though killing slavers in general, you know, good good life choice, uh, solid career, lots of opportunity, uh, <laughs> but. In in the steadfast, it you know it's a it's a growth exactly exactly. There's there's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> but no, yeah, it sounds like uh, I mean again, you, 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 it's it's a change that's uh, slightly forced by by the change in the system, I, I suppose. Now that glints are no longer a thing, uh, but it's it sounds like an exciting opportunity just to get to completely explore a whole different uh, aspect, a whole different aspect of this character. Yeah, and I think you know it really uh, sort of embraces what the creators want to do with the game and the direction they want to take uh, so that you your characters have an opportunity to create something that will leave a lasting legacy and not just a destroyed ninth world that is less destroyed than it could have been. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is not, I mean, that's the thing with Numenera. It's, it's about discovery. It's about growth. It's it's not about just, it's, it's not a technically, even though I suppose it, technically it is a post-apocalyptic world uh, game nine times over, uh, but uh, but it's not really meant to be, a, you know, a post-apocalyptic feel of a game it's 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 meant to be discovery of of you know the, the great things in the past and and growth and like building you know you are the ninth age so you know let, let's 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 see where where this goes yeah and this is something that i think uh you know people at first glance might um misconstrue about the ninth world i think really it does it excels more once you go past like the weirdness of it and uh look and see the the wonder uh, of these characters as they explore these strange things and the 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 possibilities they offer to uh to the people that you know they they um are protecting or looking after or you know come home to exactly all right and that that's going to be in the, i guess the uh we'll start seeing that in the next season of the amberclave uh that will be in the third season which we're currently uh you know hoping to uh get started soon we're wrapping up the second now and uh uh, the first is currently um uh in the uh, release pipeline Uh, megan feverishly uh, tries to catch up with our backlog which will never happen you know how it is yeah yeah 
we know exactly how it is. All right, but that, oh, that's that. That sounds like something to look forward to. Uh, anybody who hasn't heard of the Amberclave, listen, if you, if you guys are a fan of Longshot, uh, Amberclave is just more Numenera goodness, uh, and it's it's definitely worth uh, definitely worth giving a, giving a listen. We're we're also huge fans over here ourselves. So so something look something more to look forward to for that season now. Yeah, well, you know, hearing that from you guys is is a is a huge compliment. Uh, you guys, uh, when when I first heard that Megan wanted to do Numenera, I was like, oh, I need to find some Numenera actual plays. Uh, and then I found your very first ones uh, way, way oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the, uh, the time where we, uh, you know, accidentally may have uh, murdered an entire village of uh, innocent people. Uh, they, they, they were kobolds. We, we decided after yeah. the fact it must <laughs> have been kobolds because we would never murder. Yeah, otherwise that exactly. wouldn't have that happened. would have been mass murder otherwise. Uh, so clearly they must have been kobolds. Yeah. Um, TRF is definitely uh, uh, shaped in, in large part by uh, the, the wonderful things you guys have done and, and discovered and uh, that we wanted to just go, hey, that sounds really fun. We're going to uh, do that too. Well, I really appreciate that because honestly, like for me, Longshot has been one of one of the most fun opportunities we've had. Uh, it's it's also, again, we, you know, just like you guys, we don't get to play too many long-term characters. Uh, we do a lot of one-shots or, or very short arcs uh, so, so getting to to have a character uh, in my case, like Cohen, that's that's gone through uh, some fairly major uh, arcs, uh, despite <laughs> basically just being a character that when when I made him, it was just like, well, I, I guess I just got a pet hedgehog. How how do I turn that into a character? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, something that you know, I, I I am really looking forward to just a um, uh, another sort of um, fandible sure, sure, sure. we're doing. Uh, um, uh, in a month, I'm going to start running uh, a Rogue Trader uh, short campaign in Wrath and Glory. Ooh. And I'm pretty sure Megan will be up to no good. <laughs> it's Rogue Trader. You shouldn't be up to any good. Yes. I mean, you know, you got to make money. <laughs> oh. Making a living in, in the dark, you know, the 41st millennium, it's really hard, especially since living. Yeah. Is already kind exactly, of dodgy. Exactly. Uh, so actually, that's that's one that uh, I may have mentioned it. I think in, a, in, a, in a, another of our, our interviews previously, uh, we're actually in the process of, uh, of planning possibly a return to, to Rogue Trader ourselves. Uh, yeah, oh, wow. uh, with with a different system uh, because our our our, our uh-huh. main problem, like we we, we kind of dug the setting, uh, despite some of its flaws. Uh, but it, it can still be a lot of fun set, a lot of fun. But we just the system. Oh my god, we just could not deal with the Warhammer Forty K <laughs> system. It was I think the main thing that would get us is like, all right, so my character is a starship pilot. She has trained for years. She has experience. She is you know qualified. Uh, graduated from whatever academy. She needs to graduate. She is a starship pilot, which means she has a solid thirty-five percent chance of not crashing the ship <laughs> anytime we need to dock. <laughs> it's like the stats just felt so underpowered for what are supposed to be, you know, fully grown professional characters, not you know, you know people who just crawled out of a cave and have never seen a, a computer before. Yeah, well, you know, realistically though, yeah. the, <laughs> the Imperium of Man. They're just people who crawled out of a cave and have never seen. To it. be fair, yeah, it is. It is true, and it's, it's not um, like that, that. That world is that world is so gloriously messed up. And it's not like the the Imperium of Man cares if uh, you know sixty five percent of their pilots die every time they send them out. We can always make more. We can always make more pilots. The the ships though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ships have to be somewhat durable. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I just love the fact that like in all that flavor text, they're like. The plasma gun that you're carrying has is like hundreds, if not thousands, of years old. Right. It might kill you. We don't care. Exactly. We just don't care. All right. Well, that's like yet again something to look forward to for with you guys yeah. as well. Uh, so I think we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping this up. But Acer, this was great to have you here. Uh, I, I am looking forward to those uh, that that second season with our uh, Earth. You know, not uh, no good but trying to be good <laughs> captain and his haunted ship. And uh, before we go, I usually like to, to ask if, you know, you have any, uh, any message or anything that you want to, any final thing that you want to share with our listeners, whether it be uh, plans for a character advice about playing, or even just a, a question, something that you'd like to know from our listeners. So I think 
the thing to remember about the tabletop experience is that it really is a collaboration and it's really cool when everyone sort of works together and creates something entirely their own. And part of that is creating a character that you feel unique ownership of, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, uh, being able to empower the vision that the people around the table have. And so I just encourage people to have lots of fun with their characters and help other people have fun with theirs and just enjoy each other's company and create the, the a story that you'll all uh, cherish and, you know, that'll be yours forever. Exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, as part of that, you can turn to the wonderful people at Pandable for a little inspiration. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But of course... You know, go ahead and plug your own show. You guys are no slouches. You you guys are doing good work. So go, go, for for our listeners again, uh, where where can they find you again? Again, we'll have links to everything. But where can they find you? What what shows do you guys have going on now? So the main hub for everything is theredactedfiles.com. The actual main hub for everything is probably at TRF Podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find a website uh, for the Amber Clave, uh, which I believe is wait. Well, uh, uh, I'll get back to you on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we also uh, do have the uh, uh, twitch.com slash the redacted files where we will uh, definitely be streaming Tachyon Squadron mm-hmm. and uh, I believe our Warhammer uh, campaign uh, will find a home there for a while until it gets edited. And uh, we are also on YouTube archiving the things that we put on Twitch. Uh be warned you know twitch streams or twitch streams so uh they are not our uh, usual polished gems of, of perfection that you get on the uh, on the podcast yeah that, that's why we're still afraid of doing a, a twitch stream we, we keep thinking about it and we go like but have you heard us live no you haven't there's a reason <laughs> yeah uh, yes, uh, contrary to what you might believe, we do edit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, all right. So. All right. Well, Isar, again, thanks so much for coming on. This was a delight. And uh, and uh, who knows? Maybe in the future, uh, you know, with a, with a future season of one of your shows, we can we can have you guys back and uh, you know talk about any newer characters that you have as well. Thank you so much. We uh, are fans of everything you do and are proud to uh, be. Part of this new chapter in Fandible. <laughs> a new chapter and everything. I, I, I like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in the announcement for this show. Like a new chapter, the, the dawn of a new chapter in Fandible. There we <laughs> go. Just, just keep it, keep it nice and low key like that. <laughs> all right. Well, again, thank you for coming on. This is great. And for our listeners, there are links to all their shows uh, in the show notes. Uh, if you guys have any questions for them, please leave them in the comments or reach out to us on Fandible and uh, and reach out to them directly. I'm sure they'd love to, to hear from you. And other than that, as always, thank you so much for listening to all three of our listeners and have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to Tell Me About Your Character. If you enjoyed this, you might also want to check out our many other shows on the Fandible Podcast Network, dozens of actual play tabletop RPGs, and our long-running series The Solo Shot and Long Shot. And if you really liked it, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com fandible. Not only will you get episodes early, but you'll also get access to our subscriber-only Discord server and the Fandible Notebook, now featuring the soon-to-be smash hit game Three Goblins in a Trenchcoat by yours truly. Come back next week for more Tell Me About Your Character. <laughs>